Welcome to the Chai Academy and welcome to the Chai Center. So we have begun a new course and um, each, each class, by the way, each class is a self-standing. And it's, 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 if you've missed yesterday's class as part of the course, it should make no difference because today's class should be a freestanding, capsulated class. So yesterday we, we were talking about let us make man. Why would God do that? Why would he set up, set up room for, for misunderstanding and confusion? And um, so we discussed a great length. Good afternoon, Eileen. We discussed a, a great length that, that God did it because there's so many lessons to be learned. And you can look at yesterday's class at thechaicenter.com forward slash academy. And it would be the second class in Jewish ethics and beliefs, or Jewish beliefs and ethics. Um, we did end off. Um, we, 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 we did end off yesterday with a question. And that's not the gist of today's class, but we promised we'd give an answer. The question we asked yesterday is why? Why would God create the world? Once again, God wasn't lonely. Um, God did not seek company. God does not need company. God doesn't need our prayers. God doesn't need um, human beings um, to, to fulfill God. So why, why, why do it? Why do it? Why bother? And um, so... The, the, um, the, the, I think the, the, the correct answer is, the number one answer is, is that we don't know. We don't know. You know, the Talmud, the Talmud, we'll, we'll, we'll explain further, but, but the, the, the number one answer is we don't know. The Talmud says that God desired to create this world. Now, when somebody has, it's an interesting term, desire. What is desire? Desire is, is, is not something that you, we can actually explain. When someone desires, when somebody, I'll use another term, lusts, desires, it's not necessarily logical. It, you can't really ask, you can't ask questions on a feeling. Right? Don't judge my feelings. That's correct. That's correct. Right? So desire, when God desired to create the world, who knows why? Who knows why? Who you can't even ask why? It's a it's 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 a it's a desire. It's a it's a it's a want. It's a it's a it's a lust. It doesn't necessarily have to make sense. That I believe is the primo answer. The the um the second answer is is that for the effects, this world is godliness is not apparent. It's the lowest. It's the bottom of the chain of the cosmic evolution. Bottom of the chain. Godliness is hidden. Godliness is not apparent. When you walk out in the street, you don't see godliness. You see trees. You see cars. You see gas prices, right? Um, you know, and you, you etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. You don't see godliness. What God wanted, reasons we don't know, is for godliness to be hidden, and yet human beings reveal God. 
by doing godly things. You say, ah, oh, that's godly. When, when there's a human being who walks in the street and, and, does, and people say, wow, that person is unbelievable, they're godly, that perfects creation. When we go to a beautiful place and we say, wow, it's godly, not just it's beautiful, it's God's country, not just that it's majestic, that, that perfects creation. So godliness is not apparent, but we make it apparent by the way we act, the way we speak, the way we think, etc., etc. So it's, 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 it's a little bit of an awkward answer because it's a little bit of an awkward question. Why did God create the world? It was a challenge. Can godliness be in a godless world? And I think that's that's a, a very powerful, and that's up to us. That's up to us. You know, we, we could we could we could fail the challenge. We could pass the challenge, but that's really up to us. Fast forward now to to the next ethic that we're going to discuss, and that is in the Torah. Exodus. It's written: Do not put a stumbling block in front of the blind. Unless you're a sadist, a masochist, unless you're a really cruel and 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 you know you're 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 a morally corrupt and you're a bastard. Unless if you who would do that, right? Who would put a stumbling block in front of the blind? A really, really wicked, wicked, wicked person. That's who would do it. A wicked person. But the Torah wasn't written for wicked people. The Torah was written for, for, for us all. So when the Torah says put a stumbling block in front of the blind, it wasn't just to Nazis. It was to mankind. It wasn't just to Pol Pot, Saddam Hussein, or I call him Saddam Insane. It wasn't just to bad people. The Torah was written for everybody. So what does it mean? And, 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 and it has to mean something. And I, I often say this, that if you read Genesis, Exodus, whatever, you read it, and you read it just without commentary, you won't be able to answer all these questions. You won't. There'll be so many things that'll be confusing. So we have to go to, to, the, to, to, to the commentaries to, to understand what is this ethic. It doesn't mean to, don't, don't put a stumbling block. Don't put a small, uh, don't put a stick, a branch, a brick in front of the blind person and watch him fall. Because you have to be a real, real bad person, morally corrupt person to do that. So what does it mean? And if it was for, every, for everybody and it means just that, don't put a stumbling block in front of the blind. Well, guess what? 99.999% of the people, it's the easiest mitzvah ever. Such an easy mitzvah. So the rabbis explain in the Talmud that that um, that what it means what it means is don't don't take advantage of don't take advantage of somebody's 
lack of knowledge. And that is probably one of the hardest, most difficult mitzvahs to accomplish. If it's just put a stumbling block in front of the blind, easy peasy. Just don't do it. But the way the rabbis are going to explain this it is, is um, they're blind in this issue. Don't put a stumbling block in front of them. In this narrow issue, they're blind. They, have, they lack knowledge or they don't see the big picture or, or, or they, 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 they just don't get it. Whatever it may be, don't put a stumbling block. If you would ask me what examples, what am I talking about? So I'll give you an example. In, in somebody who has insider trading, they have knowledge of this particular stock that it's going to go up and they're going to trade on that or it's going to go down and they trade on that. What they're doing is they're putting a stumbling block in front of most of, of people who buy the stock who don't know, don't have insider knowledge. And therefore, because they don't have insider knowledge, they're, they're going to get hurt either by selling it too low because they don't know the true value of the stock and they sold Apple for $100 and it went up to $300 and the reason one of the reasons why it went up to $300 is because there was a lot of insider trading who were trying to, and they built the stock up because they knew the true value or they're going to get hurt in another way is that they don't sell quick enough and the whole stock comes tumbling down and because of the insider trading, and, and, um, and, and it could be, by the way, because of insider traders, the stock. Everybody talks to themselves and a thousand people sell the stock. The stock collapses, this person gets hurt. Or one insider trader, one insider trader, he, he, he has knowledge, and he makes sure to sell the stock, and he leaves you high and dry, he leaves you hanging. Either way, that would be a stumbling block in front of the blind. I'll give you another example. You're dating this woman and you exaggerate your love. Right now you're just dating. And right now you're not sleeping with each other. Right now there's, there's the, the, the intimacy is kept to a minimum. But you want to sleep with her. So you tell her, I love you. I really, really love you. And she says, well, in that case, this, this, this relationship has just moved up a notch. And, and she agrees to sleep with you. But you don't really love her. Or you don't love her to the point where you've explained that you love her. And the only reason why you said you love her is to really cheat her out of her dignity. That's placing a stumbling block in front of the blind. And I think it's no wonder. It's no wonder, you know, in the Orthodox world, you go out on a date and you both hold true to Torah law, you don't touch. You just don't touch. So there's none of this expectations of touch and intimacy and kiss and hug and, and, and sleep 
I don't know why they call it sleep, by the way, because you don't sleep. But um, it, there's, it's just, it's, it's not there. But, but a man can take advantage of a woman. And it's usually that case, and that's why I use it in that scenario. A person can take, a man can take advantage of a woman by saying, I love you, to get her into the sack, sleep with her, and, you know, another notch in his belt. That's placing a stumbling block in front of the blind. Another example, and that one is an easy one to avoid, you just don't do it. But another one is an example, is you give bad advice. Now, you give bad advice because you're a know-it-all, that's placing a, st a stumbling block in front of the blind. Or you give a medical advice and you don't really know. It's not your expertise. We've all been to bad doctors, all of us. That's placing a, a stumbling block in front of the blind because you just have to say, I don't know. Ask a medical expert or ask an expert in this field. Or you're a lawyer and you're giving bad advice and you're giving bad advice because it will get you more business. Hmm. This marriage is reconcilable, but if instead of doing, um, you know, just just advising them to get proper counseling, I go for the, you know, a jugular and I get a divorce, and then I give advice further about how to prolong this divorce and the, prolong the agony, and meanwhile, if I would have just referred it on to mediation, I would have made the simple seven hundred dollar um, orientation fee. But now I'm making $750,000 because I've just upped the ante and it goes to court. That's a stumbling block in front of the blind. Uh, and it could be any advice, anytime, anywhere. It's okay to say, I don't know how to guide you. Doesn't make one less of a person. It's okay to say, while I may lose this account, it's fine. You know, I remember, I remember years ago, this woman called me up and she said, I'm inquiring about your Hebrew school. We're not unhappy in our own Hebrew school, but I'd just like to know more about your Hebrew school. My response was to this person, I remember it was, and I would do the same again, now I'm not so desperate as I was back then, but I still do the same thing. What I told this person was, if your child is happy in your existing Hebrew school, please don't rock the boat. Please don't. Why do that? Now I knew, I knew with a certainty that this person will, will say, okay, okay, thank you. Um, and this person will um, keep their kid in the Hebrew school, but I would be advising them wrong. I would be placing a stumbling block. And even though I could justify where well, they asked, but I would be placing a stumbling block in front of the blind because it's not a good idea. If a child is happy, why, why, why change schools? If the parents are happy, why change schools? If the child is not happy or the parents are not happy, okay, now, 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 now we have something to talk about. But that wasn't the call. The call was, we're happy. I just want to find out more. And I told them, don't, don't even bother. Stay where you are. Because otherwise, it's placing a stumbling block in front of the blind. I don't like chickenry. 
don't want to play a game with people. Right? I don't want to. Sometimes I'll leave it vague because um, I'm not, I can't even think of, of, I'll leave it vague because they need to have a chance to get in here. Um, um, but, but so it depends what the question is. But definitely, definitely, be, be, before, and Elizabeth just, you know, thank you, Elizabeth. You, you want to, you know, I don't want to lead someone astray because it benefits me. That is a stumbling block in front of the blind. And even if it doesn't benefit me, but it benefits the high center. It doesn't benefit me, it benefits someone else. If it's bad advice, it's bad advice. Let's call a spade a spade. It's bad advice. I'll tell you another fascinating example. And this is so like, like far-fetched, but the rabbis are so sensitive. So there's a biblical law. A child must not hit a parent. A child must not curse a parent. Hit a parent, by the way, is, is like, is in, and, and, you, and you break skin. Uh, it's actually a capital offense. Not that we do that, but it's, it's, it's such a huge infraction. It's so bad for a child to hit a parent and, 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 and cause blood loss. It's, it's one of the worst things a child could do. Cursing a parent is very much up there. I hope you. It's also in some instances a capital offense as well. Once again, we don't have capital punishment in Judaism. We don't have Israel. The last person they killed in Israel was Eichmann, right? They went through trial and they 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 hung, right? They they don't do that. Um, but it is a capital offense. Having said that. So the stumbling block in front of, uh, placing a stumbling block in front of the blind is the rabbis say, don't be an abusive parent. Don't be a, a, a argumentative parent. Don't be a parent that yells so much. Don't be a parent that's, that's a horrid parent because that will that could lead to your child cursing you which is a capital offense that could lead to a child hitting you which is a capital offense so therefore not that the onus is on the child I mean it's brilliant not that the onus is on the child the onus is on the parent don't place a stumbling block in front of your child that will cause your child to hit you or curse you. Don't put them in that position. You tell me. And it's any bad advice or any bad act that can put that person in, in, in a bad position, that is placing a stumbling block in front of the blind. Now let me ask, what about abusive parents? It wasn't, his question was, you know, what do you do about abusive parents? So children, you're not allowed to hit your abusive parents. Children, you're not allowed to curse your abusive parents, no matter the age. Children, however, you don't have to turn the other cheek and let them abuse you. Get out. 
Now, what about honoring your parents, but they were abusive? Right? So the answer is have minimal contact. And when you do have contact, you, 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 you honor them, um, you know, by, by, by visiting them, but there's nothing, nothing to say you have to allow yourself to be abused, right? And realize that they're sick, they're not well, and therefore have compassion on them, right? So keep the contact minimal and, and um, send them a pre-recorded video if they're really abusive where they can't even respond. Send a pre-recorded video of your kids where they can't even respond. That's honor, right? Do that, but don't allow them. Don't avail them. Don't give them the opportunity to, 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 to hurt you. Don't. And pray for them because they're sick. So rather than curse them, say, dear God, this is a very disturbed individual. Clearly they have a, a mental illness. I pray for their help, pray for their recovery. I mean, it just, I, I, you know, I thank you, Lenny, for bringing up that question because it's, it's, it's um, what, a, what an ethic it is. What a great ethic it is. Um, any questions? So you can always ask at a later time and we will respond at a later time. If you ask now, we try and respond now. Um, if you know somebody who could appreciate this message, some of this message, by all means, please please share it with them and tell them, you know, from 15 minutes and 34 seconds, listen, because it's really applicable to you. So please, please share. Um, if um, you share, share the whole video. We, we have just started to place these, the Chai Academy. So you can see it on the Chai Academy, um, the chaicenter.com forward slash academy. Or we've just started to place these classes on Spotify. And we're going to do other podcasts. So we're an anchor and we're going to do, we're going to do Spotify and others. Maybe perhaps you can recommend where we, where we share we have it on YouTube, but these are not really, um, they don't really get that many hits. Spotify, I think, will, will, the, our goal is to educate. Our goal is to really educate. So if you could share it, that would be, that would be phenomenal. Until we meet, God bless. In the interim, you can ask a question here. You can ask a question on rabbi at thechaicenter.com. But it's, um, I think this is an important discussion to be had. Don't give bad advice. Don't give advice that that rather say you don't know. And definitely don't don't give advice that will benefit you. Um, and, and and it's not wholly altruistic. It's 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 not it's not a good idea. You violate a Torah principle. And definitely, definitely, literally don't put a stumbling block in front of the blind. Move the chair out of the way. Um, be a good person. God bless. We will, we will see you again.